0: What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome to a special midsummer edition of the Crease Die presented by Barstool Sports, your one stop shop for that stick talk for Lax Rats by Lax Rats. I'm Jordy from Barstool, and with me back again, the boys are of summer are back in action we've got robbie o on the mics and we are here to preview the 2018 fil world lacrosse championships heading up here in israel later this week robbie o great to be back it is so good to hear your
1: voice tell everybody <laughs> how you doing doing great man hey man i missed your voice too it's, it's been some time uh, if You think about it college across season what ended Memorial day weekend Took a little break. have been covering some uh, NLL and MLL on our socials at The Crease Dive. But, uh, you know, you and I, the fans, agreed that the boys had to get back together, had to hop on the mics for the 2018 FIL World Lacrosse Championships. Couldn't be happier to be back on the mics. Lacrosse is in full force yet again. I- I- I've always said lacrosse is a year-round sport.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't stop, you know, one yeah. club level or not. <laughs> Division one lacrosse is not stopped <laughs> until and, uh, you know, and now here we are on the international level. Uh, you know, you've got the, the FIFA World Cup. Everything's kind of wrapping up here. We are recording this on uh, Tuesday night. So France, they just punched their ticket to the World Cup final uh you know England has a chance to do the same tomorrow and then everything gets wrapped up on Sunday. Guess what, football? <laughs> you hear that? I'm i I'm a big time a uh, big Geordie time Geordie footy football. guy funny football. Jordy football. football get guess what football get the fuck out of here okay because this time out. right now get the fuck out of here because this time right now belongs to lacrosse the World Lacrosse Championship starts up on Thursday, so you guys, you know, you guys have your last semifinal game on Wednesday. Then you have your your final on Sunday. After that, get the fuck out of here because lacrosse is here, and it is time to take over. It comes around once every four That's years. Up. It is the greatest sporting spectacle that the world has to offer. The World Lacrosse Championships, and this year, dude. It is 46 goddamn 46 teams,
1: teams playing
0: for a world. I mean, listen, the haters and the losers, of which there are many, are going to be furious when they find out that there are 46 nations that are playing the sport of lacrosse. We've said it time and time again. It is the fastest growing sport, not only in the United world. States, but in the world. So that, that's 46 that's nations. 46 nations. And that's
1: what I wanted to touch on out of let's just talk about the fastest growing sport in the u.s you got 12 new countries making an appearance for these world games you got peru you got taiwan you got jamaica which we could talk about could be a dark horse we got haiti we got hungary you name it greece is greece is joining in are you are you greek by any chance not greek
0: i'm I'm not but i do enjoy hummus and uh, some nice pita chips
1: point is but not only is the sport spreading to now we have uh, Utah as a, D1, uh, as a D1 team, but, you know, we're, we're getting countries around uh, the world here, uh, getting sticks in their hand and getting that tilt going. And uh, it's going to be awesome, man. I always, you know, whether it be the Olympics, Summer Olympics, Winter Olympics, uh, obviously the World Cup, which we're just very familiar with, any worldwide sporting event is awesome. Sports always brings people together, and this is just another reason to do so.
0: Dude, and especially so, you know, here, like like you said, yeah, it could be whatever. You, It could be a chess competition. But if you give me anybody who is wearing a, a shirt or a jersey that says the United States of America on front of it, you can bet your ass that I am getting blackout drunk and cheering that team on. So, I mean, especially lax it's our wheelhouse i'm assuming that if you're listening to this podcast right now it's your wheelhouse as well um but i think that this is going to be huge for people who you know wouldn't consider themselves uh to be lacrosse fans maybe people who just tune into the sport on memorial day monday when they're flipping through the channel and they see the d1 championship on espn i think that this is going to be a huge event to draw in more viewers more fans of the sport uh because like i said you know you, you get that you you throw not only one of the most exciting sports, uh, of, of lacrosse, you know, you throw that on television and it's already going to attract some viewers, but then you get the whole patriotic aspect of it. You get people who want to cheer people who want to watch a USA versus Canada blood rivalry. Um, you know, you, you, you you, you can throw the record book out when they, when they meet each other. Um, but (laughs) I mean you throw that patriotism into lacrosse and all of a sudden uh this sport is just picking up and, and yeah so 46 nations com- competing in Israel I, I just want to uh, before
1: and, we get into that sorry to step on your toes there before we get into like the meat of uh of, of the preview of the world Cup. Uh, oh, I almost said the world cup come on now uh this is lacrosse we're talking about here before we get into the preview, just wanted to say that every single uh, World Across game will be able to be streamed on ESPN Plus. So make sure you're checking out the schedules. It'll start off, like we said, Thursday, July twelfth, nine thirty a.m. So I know, uh, oh, that one will be on ESPN U though. And I know there's gonna be a lot of people in their cubicles uh, streaming this game. There's gonna be a lot of bosses on Thursday that aren't gonna be happy because uh, you know everyone wants to see an Israel Jamaica matchup, the home team.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh so th- everything gets going on there and like you said 9:30 AM uh the one thing that's really going to throw me off this entire tournament is time zones. I have no time idea how many hours. <laughs> I have, I have no idea what time it is in Israel. I don't know if they're uh, I'm assuming yeah, I guess that they're ahead of us. Um so <laughs> I mean so the the tournament I guess actually I, I think Hong Kong and Luxembourg maybe open shit up uh you know, Wednesday night but I have no idea. That could, be, that could be Monday morning for Israel for all I know. I don't really <laughs> understand these fucking time zones. And you that's going to be throwing me off a little bit. Uh, <laughs> dude, I, who, who knows, really? It, it could just be – it's, it's, it's all made up time zones. And I think, I think that we need to abolish it because the earth is flat. Uh, but speed, so you know, the time zones are going to be messing me up. Uh, but one team who is going to be really strapped for time Uh, And and this is going to be, you know, something that we're going to have to keep an eye out on. I think by the time that most people listen to this episode, maybe this situation will be resolved. But the Iroquois Nationals, um, so if anyone has been following this story, so the Iroquois Nationals, they were supposed to leave from Canada to Israel uh, on Monday night, I believe. Uh, So they were supposed to take off from like Toronto and they were, they were going to supposed to be getting into Israel, I guess, today, which is Tuesday when we're recording. Uh, But they have, you know, they they've had their flights delayed because of passport procedures. Uh, If anyone remembers in 2010, they were supposed to participate in that world championships in England, but they weren't able to get themselves over to England because England wasn't going to accept their visa or their passports. Uh, I, I think since then, uh, the Iroquois, they've changed up their passports a little bit. I think that they were like handwritten then. Uh, so they've got, you know, a whole like holographic shit and go going on now. Uh, but they're still having a few issues with those passports, which is slowing them up from getting to Israel. The last I've seen is that they're getting visas that'll work to get them over there. Uh, but it's going to be, tight because they play, they start off their tournament going up against Team USA right off the bat on Thursday, July twelfth. That'll be at 1 30 PM uh Eastern time. So again, I, I don't know what time that would be for Israel. I don't even know if that would be what is that Same Wednesday time. or Thursday Very for them? Nice. Who knows? Uh but yeah, yeah I mean they're on LeBron time. Uh but but the the fact is that you know they're if they're going to get to israel in time for that game it's basically going to be get off the plane rush over to the stadium and you know maybe make it for like five minutes of warm-ups and then the game gets going so that is going to be something that you know people uh, are, are definitely going to have to keep an eye out on um you know Rob, robby i have you ever had you know you ever playing in any like high school games or anything, and, and your dumbass bus driver gets the boys lost on an away game, and you show up to the game, yeah, and everyone has to like tie up their cleats, and then the opening faceoff starts, or? Uh,
1: yeah, but uh, I also don't have what is it, three Thompsons, four Thompsons on a team. I, I don't think those guys are gonna need uh, need line drills. I think offensively, uh, they are the most stacked team in the world uh, <laughs> coming into this game. But uh, no, go, going off of that um we'll see by the time this episode drops hopefully this will get resolved obviously they're one of USA's biggest threats you know the big three USA Canada and the European nation but you know we, we don't want to see them not no no one wants to see them not be a part of this tournament I mean I mean this is this is their game uh they're the ones who brought it to us so when you uh, yeah, uh, everyone wants to see them in, and I hope this gets resolved. Obviously, this happened back in England, and just like the Brits, you know, the Israelis don't fuck around. My roommate's Jewish. He tried to get into Israel with his bar mitzvah pictures, and they were giving him a hard time. So uh, ho- hopefully this gets resolved. i uh, hoping for the best. I think every single lacrosse fan is hoping uh, that this gets figured out and uh, they can go on their way. and I'm sure they want to get the fuck out of Canada.
0: <laughs> Major <laughs> takeaway there is apparently bar mitzvah pictures do not w- work. Won't get you in. <laughs> are not verified passports to get you into Israel. So that's uh, a little bit of breaking news here on the crease <laughs> Yeah, we dabble in, some, in
1: if you have a
0: <laughs> We we dabble in some uh, in some world news as well. Even, and uh, but yeah, so like you mentioned, <laughs> the, the Iroquois they're part of the big three. It's it goes USA Canada. Iroquois. I I think that you know those are the three teams who you can probably, as long as as long as the Iroquois are able to get themselves to Israel, you can probably lock those three teams on the medal podium by the end of the tournament. I don't mean that as any disrespect to any other nation or any other program. I I think it's great that there are forty six teams playing in this tournament. It means that the game is growing, and I love you know both of us love seeing the sport grow in different parts of the world. With that being said. It's just facts. The yeah. USA, there have been 12 of these world championships before the USA has won gold in nine of them and they have got silver in three of them. And the three times that they got silver, they lost to Canada in the gold medal game. So there's only been two teams who have won gold at the world across championships. And then 2014 was the first time that Iroquois were able to participate uh, as an independent nation. And they took home bronze in that one, so they they haven't, you know, they're they're one for one with a medal so far. So those are going to be the big three teams for everyone to keep an eye out on uh, in this tournament, and you know, so those will be three teams in the blue group. So real quick, let's through the format of this. You know, there there's Straight I guess down. there's like fourteen groups heading in uh, for this tournament, and you know, most of these groups are. Uh, you know, a bunch of countries uh, th- that are still sure, developing yeah. their national programs. You know, maybe they've been to a world lacrosse championship, uh, you know, one or two times before, but they don't really have the sheer numbers. They have a lot of guys who, you know, might be a bunch of Americans who, you know, just so happened to, you know, over the last few months, get some citizenship in a different country to play in this tournament. So, uh, you know, these are all teams that are getting their programs going. Uh, but then, you know, you get to the blue group. The group of death, you've got the top six teams, the top six ranked teams in the world. You've got Canada at number one, USA at number two, Iroquois at three, Australia four, England five, and Scotland six. Now, I think that we're going to see a little bit of a shakeup in the top six rankings, like I mentioned. I think it'll be some sort of mixture between USA, Canada, and Iroquois at one, two, three by the end of this tournament. We could see some surprises, and we'll get into it's that a little bit later.
1: Uh,
0: it is the year of the underdog. People forget that. Uh, but, you know, that group right there is going to be the group to watch uh, for the 2018 World Lacrosse Championships. And luckily, uh, plenty of those games are going to be, you know, Robbio, you mentioned before that all the games are going to be able to, you can stream them all on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, but a lot of those games in the blue group are going to be televised either on ESPNU or ESPN2. Uh, so, you know, you can either just, you know, Google that, uh, you know, that, that broadcast schedule, or you can also check out uh, my 2018 World Lacrosse Championships preview blog on BarstoolSports.com and a nice little screenshot of the schedules there for you for you to set your DVR to. But speaking of that blue group, let's just get right into to the heavy hitters here. And let's talk about, you know, what these teams are bringing to Israel, because these top three teams are absolutely nasty from top yeah. to bottom. But but Rabio, yourself and I, we talk about it all the time. We're both former, you know, well, Beer league lefty attackmen still, but former attackmen. We, we, we,
1: love goals, love, goals. love going low to high as you guys know
0: the back of the net. Any, uh, we just want to see the back of the net get ripped down every single game from dudes, just ripping and tearing, ripping and tearing. And these top three teams, the offenses that they are bringing to Israel, is god damn i don't even know where to start but let's just start with the good old us of a greatest country in the world these colors don't run number one and this team is going into israel with revenge on the mind they lost in the gold medal game to canada in 2014 this is after beating them in group play you know they They look like they were primed to win two in a row. You know, they won gold in 2010, won and looked like they were ready to do it again in 2014. Then they run into the buzzsaw of recurring guest on the crease dive, Kevin Crowley, who was able to pop home five goals in that 2014 gold medal game uh, to give Canada the 8-5 to win in that one. So they're coming in here with with a silver, and they're looking to lead. It's – it is a complete and utter disappointment if they go back-to-back silvers because it's never been done before.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't want to see it. Obviously, you and I, both proud Americans. You know, we got, we got some boys, like you said, Crowley. We got another guest on there, recurring uh, Ian McKay, who's a little a young gun making his way on the roster there. But, now, you know, in basketball, you got the 1992 Dream Team, the infamous Dream Team. Here, man, we got the 2018 Redeem team. Hey, revenge is going to be on their side. And if you look down the roster, obviously, Trevor Baptiste is the first ever uh, collegiate or like still in college. Obviously, he just graduated fantastic season, uh, but he's the first ever college athlete. Correct me if I'm wrong in the wording here to ever make this UN's, uh, U.S. men's team roster. Um, so this is a team that, that was there in 2014 have been on the podium before getting gold in 2010. This is an experienced group. And I think that's something, you know, you got, you know, the faces of the sport right away, you know, you got Rob Pinnell and Paul Rabel. You, you can't talk about team USA without these guys. So I, you're under the presence of them, the leadership of them. You know, you got coach John Donowski there you know this this team screams america and it, it, could, it could not make me more jacked up um but i think it's going to come down to experience
0: yeah i mean there, I, there's there's just elite players from you know from goalie to the defensemen to the lsms to the short sticks uh to the face off guys to the middies to the attack like every single area of this of this field for team USA is as elite as it gets and again that's not really a surprise i mean I, I, the united states is the biggest you know lacrosse nation i i understand that lacrosse is technically canada's national sport but like in terms of just sheer volume of lacrosse players uh the united states is just it leads, leads the pack by a bunch. So obviously, you know, the U S has the numbers been growing the game for years and years and years. So uh, you know, to, to get these level players at the world stage, uh, you know, and seeing all these guys wearing USA across the chest, it's not really a surprise. You know, you've got in goal, you've got John Galloway taking face-offs. You've got Greg Grendelian and Trevor Baptiste, two of the greatest to ever but let's, do it.
1: Let, let's just stop right there and, and just touch on, on this face-off. You know, when, uh, Trevor was in college, you know, obviously Greg Grenlian is considered the best Fogo of all time. It's kind of like an MJ LeBron, uh, comparison, um, But, you know, everyone kept saying, uh, hypothetically, who would win. Um, You know, now now they're on the same exact team doing a rotation. And obviously, Greg's going to pass down a ton of things to Trevor, and he's going to learn from the best. I mean, I think this defense is – I don't think they're going to have to worry too much about uh, the ball being on their side. It's a struggle at the faceoff X there. And then you got wing play, too, which is going to be a huge factor.
0: Guy, guys like Jesse Bernhardt and Kyle Hartzell, Joe Fletcher, Joel like they could probably just for the most part, unless they're playing against like Canada, who also has a a pretty uh, pretty solid faceoff guy in Jeff Snyder. Uh, but other than that, I mean those guys down on defense can probably just chill for a little bit sure because enough, when you've right. got Grenlie and Baptiste, uh, you know taking faceoffs for you, chances are you're gonna have the ball for the majority of the time. And then when USA has the ball, well, guess who they get to give it to? Like you mentioned before, Paul Rabel, Rob Pinnell, two of the biggest names in the sport. Following those guys up. You got Tom Schreiber. uh, Pretty, he was a back-to-back MLL MVP. Uh, He's an MLL champ. He was the NLL rookie. Like he is, uh, you know, for my money, I'd say that Tom Schreiber is the best lacrosse player in the world. And he gets mentioned after Paul Rabel and Rob Pinnell. Then you've got, Jordan Wolf, Matt Donowski, Ned Crotty—just a bunch of Duke legends right there. Marcus Holman, uh, like you give these guys the ball, and you know it, it's it's basically like Golden State. Yeah. You know, you you think to yourself, well, you know, there's only one ball out there. Like how how are all these how are how are all these guys gonna met? Well, dude, guess what? There's only four there, deep. There balls. is only. <laughs> Guess what? There is only one ball, and they're going to have that ball for 85% of the game. So yeah, there's going to be plenty to spread around, and those guys are going to be wreaking havoc on opposing defenses. And I would hate, hate, hate. I'd probably kill myself before I'd be a goalie (laughs) playing against that offense. Oh yeah, it's
1: gonna be a it's gonna be a big turn and rake uh, time when you play against these uh, these guys. Uh, who would, uh, as far as underdog, kind of like the dark horse player uh, for U.S., who would you got as, like, the one guy? Well, let's just talk about offense. The one guy who you think that they're not talking about, not the Shrivers, not the Pinnell, not the Rabel. Who do you think on the offensive end is going to be kind of like the impact player, the X-Factor? Ooh,
0: uh, so we're, we're we're not talking defense at all because I'd, I'd probably have to give a little – Talk to
1: me at some date Talk
0: give me a tea. oh well i'm saying you know watch out for for will on uh and I, let's give some some short stick d middies a little bit of love here because ssdm ssdms dessert because <laughs> listen i mean you get to this level uh you know and I, I think that we've kind of mentioned this before in, co- in some of our interviews with uh some mll guys like you get to this level especially playing against like a team like Canada and you're you know you can only have four poles out there and so that means that two guys on on that offense they're going to be getting guarded by short sticks and besides you know the canadians playing box and always going up against short sticks in the outdoor game a lot of the guys on that on that roster haven't seen a short stick since maybe you know freshman or sophomore year of high school (laughs) um but when you have a kid like like will house it that can play short stick defense for you for team USA. And he's, you know, just as good of a shutdown defender as some of the polls. Well, now it's like you, you basically have five poles out there. Um, so I, I, think that the SSDM play for team USA is definitely going to be huge for them. Cause, uh, you know, again, like you, we're going to talk about it in, in a few minutes here, but you get to that Canadian offense or you get to that Iroquois offense, um, you know, and and it's going to be scary for some of those short sticks to have to try to guard these guys who has, haven't seen one in forever. And you give them, yeah. you know, those extra few feet of space. That's the difference between, you know, the ball ended up in the back of the net or a fast break going the other way. Uh, so that I mean, that's my guy on, on the defensive end. And I think that that's the first time that I've ever really given a shout out to an SSDM. So there's a first time for everything. Robbie O, who, who you got for your pick?
1: I love it. I, I I absolutely love that pick. Uh, I'm gonna go with John Galloway in the net. You know, 2011 Q Uh, he's been there before. Uh, when I think of old school textbook keepers, I think of John Galloway. I was, let's see, I was a junior in junior in college or high school it does not matter but i just remember john galloway playing the national championship he's got those sweatpants on i he when i think of a goalie i think of it i think a lot of people think of it as like the quarterback position it's kind of the glue and you know like we said we're just gonna keep talking about you know usa's top two uh Threats right now and it's Canada and Iroquois you know you need to have a goalie in cage who's been there before it's more than just saving the ball it comes down to communication and that's one thing I think John Galloway does a very good job at and then on the offensive end I think it's going to be Jordy Wolf. I think um I think he's just gonna have a a huge huge tournament uh there's just something about his game he's having a big MLL season um some of these players I mean he was absolutely incredible arguably one of the best college attackmen of all time but sometimes when they get to the mll not not saying that they fall off and slip down i feel like he's one of those players that have has kind of gotten bigger um and has gotten better as time goes on so uh, as far as offense goes i can see jordan wolf going off a little bit on the attack side a lot of people can uh, sleep on that
0: yeah i well i i didn't really know i wouldn't consider Jordy a uh, uh him a dark horse, a, right, a dark right. horse. but right. but no, like I agree with everything that you said there, yeah. Um, but uh, he's a small horse, I'd say that, small um horse. with just uh, a, but low key thick trucks of low, light. yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. ass, <laughs> ass, when ass was thicker on, than a bowl of oatmeal.
1: He, he, <laughs> that's a great video when he was on the podcast how much did uh what was the rumor how much he squatted but uh he myth busted it which I was pretty disappointed.
0: yeah about. I mean it's it's so, how,
1: how squat like five think, so something like Trent Richards yeah how,
0: however many the weights old, were in the back, back, back of the gym he, he just would load them yeah. up but uh yeah John Galloway though that's another great pick and I really hope that he decides to uh go back to smearing some dirt on his face for some eye black and then that way we can get
1: I think that was uh I think that was that sicko, uh what's his name from Albany? Quint. You know what I'm talking about?
0: N- no. We're
1: the Albany keeper.
0: JD Collins. John
1: Galloway? No. Galloway, uh, Galloway was the one who used the one who used to come up uh out of the cage and try to score all the time. Oh Queener, and, and I'm, I'm, queener,
0: queener Yeah, yeah.
1: Brett Queener, that's the one. That, that's the guy who used to rub dirt on his face.
0: No, I'm I'm almost oh, positive it was Galloway, Galloway. And, and Quint was uh, ejaculating into his uh, pants over the fact. <laughs> in one of the tournament games while he was still accused. But uh, that's enough about Quint's Come, Let's move on to <laughs> Team Canada, the reigning gold medal champions. They beat Team USA in the 2014 World Lacrosse Championships. They lost in that gold medal game to USA in 2010, but they were victorious in 2006. So the last three World Championships, it has been Canada 2, USA 1, can Canada, Robbie o, hot take of the night? Can Canada, for the first time in world lacrosse championships history, can they become the first nation to repeat and defend their gold outside of
1: the United States? No, and it, and it's not because I'll <laughs> straight up. And it's not because I'm biased. It is just due to the fact that I think this U.S.A. team is so sick in the head. So just fueled by this pure cliche revenge factor. There was an, I just think they need to be Canada again. There was uh, in the U S across magazine, there was a quote from Rob Pinnell uh, talking about, you know, USA going back to the world games and playing team Canada quote, if they're not there, speaking of like the championship game, we'll be stopping in Canada on the way home to play them. Pinnell said this team is sick they need to beat them and uh i when you get a team with this much i don't know i'm not gonna say that they don't they have nothing to lose because that that is it's a scary individual someone with just absolutely zero to lose is real sick in the head but i i think that this revenge factor is going to drive them and fuel them and i think it's going to be i don't think they're going to harp on it too much where it's overplayed in the locker room but i think that's something that that they're going to have in the back of their uh, their minds. They might not say it too much verbally uh, come the time because I don't think they want to think about the game, but I think that's – yeah, I mean, they're going to be thinking about it in the back of their head. I, I, I don't think Canada is going to – if USA doesn't beat them, I think another team will. I don't think Canada has the firepower this year to go back to back. Yourself? Now yeah, – Yeah, well, one, so I
0: – Now, I, I, I do think that Canada I, – I think if – if it weren't for the fact that they had won in 2014 and, you know, like you mentioned that cliche revenge factor, if it weren't for that fact, and maybe they were going into this, this tournament with the USA team who, you know, didn't really have, you know, that sour taste in their mouth. I do think that they have the skill to, I mean, they're, they're going to be in that final game. Uh, so it, it's going to be USA Canada again. And I, I do think that, I mean, this team is, loaded and like we mentioned like i mentioned with team usa where they have elite level talent on every single area of the field i mean the same thing goes for team Canada. i mean it starts in goal you know you've got dylan ward who was the uh the mvp of that championship game in 2014 then you go up to you know the guys playing ahead of them you've got brody merrill an absolute legend of the game And then, you know, so you've got Brody Merrill. He's a godfather. The godfather. And then playing along with him is Latrell Harris, who is, I mean, I think Latrell Harris is young enough to be Brody Merrill's son. (laughs) Uh, So, and he is just an absolute beast. If anyone was, you know, keeping up with the NLL season, he is an absolute sicko. Uh, You look at the midfield, you know, you've got our guy Ian McKay, Uh, recurring guests on the crease dive you've got westberg you've got guys like jake withers from ohio state uh you know a bunch of guys who we've seen recently in NCAA lacrosse uh you know just put their mark on the outdoor game in the at the college level uh and and all a young a young team and it gets even younger as we get to the attack unit now
1: yeah, wait, wait, wait. That's that's what I said. Yeah, going you you're going to go right into it. I said a young teat. Oh, a young Jeff yeah, teat. I yeah, I thought you said it. Yeah, they
0: because they are they're they are a young team both, in yeah. general. They but are then, young. yeah, you get into the attack. And, you know, so obviously, you know, the the heavy hitters here, like we mentioned, Kevin Crowley, recurring guest on the crease dive, he had five goals in that championship game in 2014. uh, And he's just been getting better as as the years go by as well. Uh, And I'm not just saying that because he lives a few blocks away from me in Philly. And I think that'll kick my ass if I trash talk him on this episode. Uh, But you've got Crowley, you've got Curtis Dixon, you've got uh, NLL MVP, Mark Matthews, who Listen, here's the thing. If I'm team Canada right now, I make sure if I'm in that hotel, that Canadian team hotel, I am having someone rub their ass on Mark Matthews pillow, giving him pink eye because if anyone remembers two seasons ago in the NLL, dude, this guy played two games, two NLL games with just raging pink eye. And I think he had like a combined 14 points in those two games so this guy this <laughs> yeah.
1: so so first you said coach Tierney uh throws games uh to get into or he throws the Big East, and now you're saying uh Mark Matthews purposely gives himself pink eyes so I, I think that Mark Mark
0: Matthews plays an, an incredible he, he plays great lacrosse all the time but I think he plays his Embrace debate, Jordan flu game or Mark
1: Matthews pink eye game? Dude,
0: Mark Matthews with conjunctivitis is the greatest lacrosse player of all time. Uh, But then when you get away from Mark Matthews and his poopy eyes, then you've got kids like, you know, so that's that's a starting lineup for you right there. Then waiting on the sidelines for, you know, just you've got Jeff Teat and Trey LeClaire, two of the best attackmen in college lacrosse. Jeff Teat is going to be a Towarton trophy winner. Trey LeClaire is just bombs the hell away. Uh, you know, Trey LeClaire where one you can find his shot in the back of the net always. Uh, and then you've also got, you know, Josh Byrne there at attack. So this team, just like USA, I mean, they're loaded, loaded. from top to bottom. They're deep. They can come at you and wave. So it's going to be USA Canada in that gold medal game. Again, you can, lock that up throw away the key but i'm right there with you i i just don't think that i i think because that they're you know a little bit young outside of you know the guys that'll be starting you know i think that you know as you get a little bit deeper into their depth there you, you start to get a little some younger guys and i just think that um uh, you know I, I think that usa is coming in here really pissed off uh and you know with with all the drama and the you know uncertainty of team Canada, if they were even going to make it to the world championships this year with all that, you know, all that legal bullshit uh, disputes going on there. I think that they're kind of coming in here a little unsettled and USA has just been festering over this for four years. So I do think that it'll be USA gold, Canada silver, uh, but I mean, those two the first time that these two teams will play each other will be Sunday, July 15th at noon Eastern. You can catch that on ESPN too. And then I'm assuming the second time that these two teams play each other will be Saturday, July 21st. Re- Real quick, before we talk about the Iroquois, because I want to go on a quick tangent about this, it is absolute bullshit. It's a
1: crime, crime. I know what you're about to say, go on. It is bullshit. The, world,
0: the world championship game. <laughs> 3 a.m. on Saturday morning on ESPN2. Are you fucking kidding oh, me? Dude.
1: Oh, whoa, whoa. I I have another complaint. Uh, USA-Canada game, the first one, starts during the second half of the FIFA World uh, Cup gold medal match.
0: Oh, well, wow, <laughs> gee. Wait, <sighs> wait, does-
1: wait, wait. Yeah, and wait. What, whoa, now we got two complaints going on here. You just said uh, the World Championship is at 3 a.m.? Uh,
0: as long as this schedule is, which uh, this is just a screenshot. So if this schedule ends up being wrong, it's not me. It's whoever put out this this broadcast schedule. I'm just going off. So don't shoot the messenger. But this is saying 3 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, July 21st. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess just brew an extra batch of coffee or some shit. But that is... Uh, Little little tough scheduling, but I'm you know hey shout out to ESPN 2 for caring so much about lacrosse and making sure that they okay. get that on the broadcast instead of replaying Is- some you know LeBron James <laughs> high school
1: highlights. Never get enough of LeBron. You say that's July twenty seventh, twenty uh, first. Wow, the twenty first. Uh, so uh, relatively short tournament, but yeah, man. Um, this Sunday when USA plays Canada for uh, the first time, that's uh, going to start in the second half of. The- world cup game gold medal match but you know if you're listening to this you're a diehard lax fan you're obviously you're not going to care about stupid football yeah tell uh, yeah yeah I, mean, I also said the French culture yeah.
0: <laughs> the french are assholes uh <laughs> but speaking of guys who aren't assholes let's talk about the iroquois nationals and this is assuming uh listen i'm I'm almost positive that by the time that this episode is out and everyone's listening to it, that the Iroquois will at least be on their way to Israel. They'll probably be, you know, up, up in the air, uh, but they will be on their way. And this is a team who in 2014 they not only beat Australia to win the bronze medal game, but they smacked the shit out of Australia. That was a 16 to 5 game. Um, you know, and that just kind of goes to show that. You know, in the world of lacrosse, you know, you have these these big three teams. After that, there's a pretty significant drop off. Um, so, you know, again, that that's not meant to be disrespect to any other nation or program or anything yeah. like that. It's just the fact that if you know, if if a bronze medal game is a eleven point victory, uh, you know, obviously there are a couple different tiers, and you know, this one tier is. I mean, Robby, this attack lineup right here is pretty much everything that the crease dive is all about. This is throwing fundamentals out the window. This this seems like this has to be the crease dives team. If if we were GMs of the Iroquois Nationals team, this is the exact lineup of attack that we would put out there. Because, like I said, fundamentals out of the window – And it's just going to be just straight baller highlights from start
1: to finish every single time. Like like you said, it's going to be the human and one mixtape tour. Uh, I'm I'm project over under two and a half uh, ESPN top 10 highlight plays, goals. Two and a half, and that's –
0: I I would, I would take that like two and a half per game. I I think that you you could find them, uh, you know, starting off there at number 10 and then squeaking in there at number two or one. Uh, But no, out of the tournament, I'm hammering the over.
1: Yeah. Um, Real quick. So obviously you got to throw Scott Marr in there. He's always one of the assistant coaches. You know, he's, he's coached a lot of these players has groomed a lot of these players to be the guys that they are today. And he's just roll the ball out there and play. I mean, they was even telling us, you know, that, that's probably the main reason why he picked Albany was uh, the fast style of play. But, you know, you got Scott Marr out there as the assistant coach. Guess who the other assistant coach is? This one just kind of threw me for a loop and maybe there's a backstory behind it that someone or you can help me out there. Lars Tiffany, the old Brown coach and obviously the current Virginia coach. Any anyone do, do you do you happen to know why, why he's in this uh, picture here on uh the team iroquois i uh
0: i yeah i actually have no idea what the story behind that is uh i mean uh, might as well just look it up here because
1: uh yeah it, it's just it's just showing here that it, you know he, he learned the game from native americans he grew up in lafayette new york uh he one of his former players from UVA was midfielder Zed Williams, and also Mark Cockerden. Uh, so I guess he's got some 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 ties there. Um, but yeah, regardless, this is going to be probably the most entertaining team to watch. I mean, like you said, you went down that entire attack line. What is it for? That's not math, guys. Here, seven attackmen that are all just human highlight reels. Uh, defense uh stereotypically traditionally historically has always been a massive question mark for this team Warren Hill um extremely iconic he's been here a couple times um what do you think I, I've never I, I've never been and not sure if he's listening to this I'm not sure if he even cares about my opinion I personally never been a Warren Hill fan extremely overrated in my opinion yeah, I mean, I I
0: think you know he's you know, he's good enough, but I think you know you look at some of the other guys that are in that <laughs> you know you, you put him on a Dylan War level, not quite. You put him on a John Galloway level. That's two Syracuse guys going at, not quite. So I I think that you know uh, defensively and also in cage, that's you know definitely a huge question mark for this air qu- achilles for deal. this iraq. Qu- yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be a reason why. Uh, USA and Canada will find themselves playing against each other in the gold medal game once again. uh, And the Iroquois will be playing for probably bronze. And it's most likely because while, you know, this Iroquois national team can fill the back of the net with the rest of them, they're not really going to be able to defend the back of their own against guys like Rabel, Pennell, Jordy Wolf, uh, you know, Kevin Crowley, Trey LeClaire, Jeff T, you know, I, I think that, you know, those other two teams are just going to be too much for them to handle on the defensive side of the ball. But like I said, like we both said, I mean, it, it's going to be the most entertaining team to watch for sure. And I think that when they're Definitely. on television, uh, if you're able to get some, you know, people who aren't that familiar with the sport of lacrosse, if you're able to get some guys who, you know, might not be the biggest fans of the game, watching that team, you know, watching the Thompson's play, watching the Hoga play on the world level. I think that that's going to draw in a, a bunch more fans, a bunch more viewers, and I think it's going to be great for the game. uh Just unfortunately, I I don't think that they'll find themselves in that gold medal game, but they'll come away here with bronze. Uh And then, you know, so those are the big three. So you got USA canada iroquois uh now uh, a question that
1: so U- usa being lebron canada being dwayne reid and iroquois being chris bosh
0: yeah uh yeah 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 i guess <laughs> uh, that's kind of that's that's the original yeah, three. Uh, uh um I'm, I, f- I feel like that's a little bit disrespectful to to iroquois but uh <laughs> <laughs> call them the chris bosh yeah i mean
1: uh, i don't know you just said that they were gonna get bronze that's disrespectful
0: I'd I'd rather get bronze and Bosch, uh, but so you know so those are the three that you could probably most definitely uh, you know tattoo it on your face that they're going to be coming away with this ones with uh, medals. But a question here on Twitter from Jason Pino at Coach Pino Thirty on Twitter, he says, "Dark Horse country that will surprise everyone." Now I I've got a couple but if I'm talking about a team who is going to be finding themselves playing on one of the last days of the tournament uh you know Robbie I I think you and I have pretty yeah. similar thoughts about this one and I guess your Jewish roommate will as well I think that Israel is in for a huge tournament uh not only for the fact that they are hosting the tournament but they've got some studs on on this roster, and they've got probably the best player in the tournament who isn't on USA Canada's or Iroquois' roster in Max Seibold. Uh, so, I mean, that's in the other you know forty three teams in this tournament. They don't have anyone like Max Seibold, and I think that you know if you have a guy like that, it it's gonna you know give you a, a nice little advantage. For the majority of this tournament especially not playing in that blue group
1: yeah i'm right with you on that like you said i'm going with israel here and uh it's just due to the fact that they got josh off like you said max siebold who outside the big three i agree the cornell weapon himself i gotta give him a clever nickname I'll, i'll get to it at some point uh dan leventhal these are guys that have been here before 2014 finished seventh in england now you come back to the homeland you got to impress the people. They, they want to see a show. I can see, I can see Israel making a, a little bit of a run. This is, this is going to be exciting. Dude, and and
0: I and I think I think that they actually can not because of the way that the bracket is set up. So as long as this one that I'm looking at is, is so they are going to be on the same side of the bracket as oh it's the fixed fourth, Jamaica. As the, <laughs> The the fix the fix is in for sure, but they are on the same side of the bracket as the fourth place finisher in the blue group, which will either be Australia, England, or Scotland. Uh, real quick, who I, do you have? I probably go Australia. I, right. I think that England had a, had a really good run where they were getting a lot of uh, you know a lot of like D one guys who were getting you know citizenship and shit. I'm looking at England's roster and it's nothing really that great. Uh, so I, I, think it'll probably be Australia who finished fourth in 2014. I, th- I think as long as Australia is fourth and, you know, as, as long as the Iroquois are able to, you know, get themselves, uh, uh Unless the Iroquois somehow manage to drop to fourth in this group, which they won't, because uh, that would really fuck up Israel, because then they'd have to play against the Iroquois to get into the semifinal game. But I do think that Israel, when you know everything kind of takes form, they would then be playing against Australia in the quarterfinals, and I think that they have, you know, enough uh you know enough guys on their roster to where they could beat a team like Israel and then find themselves playing in the semifinal matchup um you know so like i said you you combine the fact with you know they're hosting the tournament which is going to give them a little bit of extra juice like you like you say you know got to impress the fans uh, meals. you know home cooked meals they're feeling comfortable in this one uh so i i th- yeah, the fix is in. I mean, they're going to be finding themselves in a pretty good position here, and wouldn't be surprised. We got some sirens going on, uh, and wouldn't be surprised to see them playing in a middle game and ultimately probably getting slapped around a little bit by the Iroquois. Yeah.
1: So, is it official? Is our, is the crease dives Vermont of the college across season going to be Israel? This still it's yeah. to be determined, or we about to right now. I mean, both. Uh, it was Vermont Furman kicked off the college across season, first game of the season. Now we got Israel Jamaica, first game of the World Games. Think about it. Well, well I'll tell you what though, because while while we are
0: very much on board with Israel, I also Jamaica. think that Jamaica. Oh yeah, Jamaica's Jamaica's gonna be a team that makes some noise in this tournament. Got to give a real quick shout out to a former roommate at Ursinus, Niall Thompson, heading over to Israel right now to play with the Jamaican national team. Uh, But I I think that, you know, this is a team where, you know, we've seen Jamaica lacrosse pick up steam over the last few years. Um, You know, it's it's a program that a lot of guys are really excited to be a part of. Um, you know, and this will be their first world championships event that they're participating in. Um, so I, I, I think that they're going to come into this one fired up. I don't know if, if they have the amount of talent on the roster to beat out Israel in that red group. Um, but I do think that I, I, I gotta figure out how all the numbers work out here, but I think by the time that they're done with all the play in games and shit like that, I think that they can still manage to finish, you know, maybe maybe. Top ten in the in the world, um, if not top fifteen for sure. sure. Yeah. So they're they're good. Yeah, they're they're going to be a team who you know There's they, they probably difference. won't. Yeah, they probably they're not going to find themselves playing for a medal in this tournament, but I think that they're going to have a really good showing uh, and set themselves up really well, especially looking forward. You know, obviously the goal with lacrosse is to get to the twenty twenty eight Olympics. Um, you know, and I think that this is going to be a, a huge. Uh, starting off point for Jamaica lacrosse especially as we look forward to 2028 uh Robbie, you got any more dark horses besides Israel and Jamaica no, I'm
1: gonna go I'm gonna go with those two and then I might be a little I, I, you know you and I are gonna have a couple episodes uh covering this college across but it's gonna be through Instagram live like we did a little bit in uh, college across season The essay uh, we're gonna have a couple episodes in College across by the way Oh yeah. We're yeah, going to have man. a couple episodes uh, covering these world games for you guys, uh, whether it be Instagram live, like we did in the college lacrosse season um, or, you know, just these iTunes videos. Uh, let us know what you guys want to hear. Um, I'm there. There's going to be a dark horse that I'm going to fall in love with at some point. There's going to be a player's name or some player is going to be rocking some, uh, so some, wa- some wild flow. And I'm, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to go all in on that team. Yeah. Um, I I I have a hunch that it's saying it's going to be Scotland for some reason but uh that's to be determined. Uh
0: I mean the the second that anyone breaks out a uh a a Fortnite oh, celebration I mean, you're going to be Yeah, all you know them. that's going
1: to come at some point. <laughs>
0: uh but speaking of flow, I'm just going to go ahead and I the, the best flow of the tournament uh, will be Callum Robinson of Australia. You can, uh, you know, you, you can lock that one up unless someone on Jamaica comes out with uh, some thick dreads or something like that. But watch out for Callum Robinson's hair. That is going to be uh, Jordy's lock of the week. Um speaking of locks of the week, Rabio, do we uh do we have any uh, lines on this or are we going to have to save are that Are we going to have over?
1: to hit him with the line drills? I think we are going to have to wait on that one, unfortunately. Uh,
0: well, yeah, yeah we're so gonna we'll tease uh you guys guys know, a little we'll, bit we'll
1: there. uh first, you know, we'll uh yeah, we'll, we'll see. Well tell, I'll tell you what we'll
0: do is we will put out our picks on our social chat on uh, Twitter at the crease dive. So just one you know, because we are gonna s- be doing
1: that. So if you want to finish that off, or what if I were to tell you, first game of this first game of the World Games, Israel versus Jamaica, Israel minus seven and a half. Who do you got? <laughs> because this is the official oh, line sh- giving up? give it giving us yeah. Given to us by our friends over at laxallstars.com. Make sure to check them out. They have all the lines for the Thursday Slated games. The lines are all out. Israel versus Jamaica. Israel minus seven and a half. That that's
0: fat. Seven, seven and a half is is a fat spread to start off with. I think that there's gonna be a lot of jitters in that game. Um, I I think that, you know, guys might be a little bit tight. Uh I'm I'm gonna go Jamaica covering that one. I, I could see like a right. you know like a six goal game here,
1: but I, I I think seven and a half is just way too. Home hard. dogs, They're the Vegas A.K.A. Lax All Stars here is really uh really buying into the home field hype. So here we go. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fade you there. I'm gonna go Israel minus seven and a half. Uh, I'm just reading the sharp movement here uh but like you were just about to say i'm gonna let you finish we will be putting out our picks because we got a whole slate here uh if you guys want to tail along with us uh beat the bookie for a little bit uh in these world games
0: yeah i mean put your bookie out of business win a little cash we're all going to watch a ton of six sick lacrosse again you can catch every game streaming on espn plus you can catch a ton of games this tournament uh, on either ESPN U or ESPN2. Obviously we will have highlights and recaps going on all of our social channels at the crease dive on Twitter and Instagram. Uh we'll be breaking down some Instagram lives like Robbio just said. We'll get a few more of these episodes in. Uh it is just it's 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 a great time to be a fan of the sport of lacrosse, but you know really the question is when isn't the answer is never. Uh so until next time Low to high to the day we die, we out.